with episode 20 of the Windy City Way podcast. My name is Joey Vishny, and here with me as always is Brian Forrest. Brian, it's been a little bit. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Doing well. It's good to be back talking about uh, some sports around the city. Not the most exciting time of the year necessarily, but uh, there have been uh, you know a couple exciting things. You know, NFL season's getting started here for the first preseason game tonight for the Bears. Cubs looking iffy at the moment. We'll get into that in a little bit. Other than that, nothing really with the Blackhawks, not much with the Bulls. So sort of that kind of uh, lull in the in the year right now. But we'll go ahead and move on. Um, first, I just I got to mention right now. Um, you know, it's been a lot, a little while since we've been back. Just like our our favorite quarterback, Smoking Jay Cutler, back with the Dolphins, one <laughs> year, ten million dollars. Well done, Jay. He just him and his wife and his kids just to go, get to go into to Miami for a year, get get ten million. Uh, that's just a just a nice home in Miami, plus you know another you know, bunch of millions of dollars as well onto that. So. Good for Jay, man. Good, good to get back. And he's actually, you know what? I think he's actually going into a pretty good situation. They're potentially playoff bound. He, they don't have to rely on him. He knows Gase. Uh, he actually might be walking into a decent situation here. Yeah, it couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Couldn't happen to a better guy. But you know, I, you know what? At least I'm going to be watching more of the Dolphins this year. That's for sure. I, I will be definitely following how Jay does this year. I'm very, very curious. So, well, I will get my updates from you because I will not watch the Dolphins <laughs> yeah, this year. I'll I've watched sh- eight years too many of Jake Cutler. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be sure to go ahead and let you know what's going on and, and how many <laughs> picks he has this next season. But since we're on the topic of the NFL, tonight's trivia question will move on from Jay to our new quarterback, Mike Glennon. Ready to step into the spotlight. He's going to become the 2017 NFL MVP. How many touchdowns and how many interceptions has he thrown in his NFL career? I'll go ahead and give you an A, B, C, or D here, multiple choice. Is it A, 30 touchdowns and 15 interceptions, B, 28 touchdowns and 18 interceptions, C, 23 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, or D, 33 touchdowns and 18 interceptions? Go ahead and think about that. We'll get back to it at the end of the pod. Um, All right, I got my guess. Here you go right away. All right, lock that down. Remember it. But before we move on to some more Bears talk, we got to go ahead and and get right into the Cubs because there's some news today about Wilson Contreras' injury that happened uh, yesterday. Uh, it came back as reportedly right now it is not a tear, so that's obviously good news or else that could have meant you know potentially two to three months. I think right now it's looking like, as reported, uh, potentially – four to six weeks, which is good news just because of how well he's been playing recently. Yeah, that's that's a major bummer. I'm just looking at Slick Willie's stats here, and not that we need them to back up what we're seeing, but he's second on the team in war at 3.4, and uh, it seems like he's improved so much this year. He's hitting like 274, getting on base 342, so he's been like one of my favorite guys to watch this year, and just like when you when you thought he was coming into his own, he just has continued to improve. Um, so that's been cool. Hopefully he'll be okay and comes back soon because we definitely need him. Yeah, and I don't think people realize how good he's been this season. I mean, he has yeah. better defensive numbers than any other catcher in the MLB. He has the second on-base percentage uh, amongst catchers. Uh, 
he has the second he's second in war amongst catchers all behind Posey because Posey's just been you know the most consistent and probably the best catcher in the you know for the past probably five six seasons um but he's been outperforming almost every other catcher especially since all-star break so been a huge huge blow for us and the Cubs just haven't been that lucky with injuries this season Addison Russell is still out for another week so having those two guys out is definitely tough but the fact that we picked up um, you know Alex Avila he came out I guess yesterday after however many seasons he's been in Major League Baseball and he, and he finally said you know that's how you pronounce my last name is Avila and everyone's been calling Avila so might might take me a little while to get used to but I, that's looking like a huge pickup now given uh, Wilson's injury and he's he's a veteran who knows you know just how to call games how to, to, to be consistent behind the plate yeah he's a starting caliber catcher so it does it does make it feel better that we have him, even though he's probably lower end starting catcher where Slick Willie has become probably the second best catcher in the league, like you were it's saying. Crazy, you could yeah. definitely make that argument. And you and I have been on, on Willie's side for forever. And I mean, it's just, uh, we, we've been talking about just the energy he brings to the side. And having that behind the plate is huge. And, and the fact that his, his bat and his uh, defense has been, you know, walking the walk for him when he's been talking the talk for a while and it's been great so yeah it seems he's like one of the like hearts and souls of the team yeah. like the the way he has like all that energy back there and he he limits the running game with some of his throws he hustles his ass off on everything and he's like he's just a really fun guy to watch so i think they'll miss him for that too yeah and i mean another guy who i just mentioned before who was injured is addison russell i mean it's it's been tough having him out he's he was something like seventh or eighth last time I checked in uh, best defensive players in any position I think in the league. Um, people again, it's it's they just don't realize how crucial he is to us defensively, um, and it's been it's been tough having him injured this season and and you know some of the off off the field problems that he's been having uh, within the past I guess five six months. So when when Addy's right, I feel like the club the the Cubs click and. He just he hasn't been right with us for a little while now. Yeah, he's been weird, and he hasn't been playing that well this season that I miss him like big time as much as I maybe would. His defense obviously is huge. Baez is still great at defense, but when we have to have Baez be the short starting shortstop most every day, it weakens the other areas because we can't move Baez around and um, have to have someone like Zobris or Hap at second who are really not stand out defensive guys like that so definitely weakens the depth of our team hopefully the time off can do addison a little bit of good and he can come back uh, more like he was last year yeah let's hope so because i mean if the cubs do in fact win the division then they're going to need addy in the playoffs for sure and speaking of winning the division they're only a game and a half up on both milwaukee and st louis st louis has creeped up on the cubs this season you know i think I don't know how far the gap was for a little while, but it seemed like it was at least seven or eight games at one point. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing what the actual, actually the most it was because it was like everyone's been kind of like bunched up. We were barely above 500 and hovering around 500, and St. Louis was hovering below. And uh, yeah, I'm more concerned about them than I am about the Brewers. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I would be as well, just with the, given the history that we've had with them. I mean, as of right now, you know, the Cubs have the, the 14th ranked offense. Their fielding is ranked 25th right now, which is just terrible, which is, you know, which is 
was so great for them last season. And, but their their pitching has picked it up a little bit. They're ranked seventh in the MLB right now. But it seems like every time the pitching gets going, and the and the the bats get cold, and then every time the bats get hot, the pitching gets cold. So, what's been your general take on the season so far? Because, you know, they they pretty much underwhelmed in terms of what we you know as far as their talent goes. For sure, I know that last year, aside from Schwarber, we were pretty lucky when it came to injuries, and that's hampered us a little bit this season. But they've definitely underperformed, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's just been like every time you think that they get it together, then the next stretch changes that, like one step forward, one step back. So we were waiting for them to make a huge run out of the All-Star break, and they did that. They came out of the All-Star break. They swept the Orioles. They swept the Braves. Uh, They took two out of three from St. Louis. They took three out of four from the White Sox. Um, So they got themselves into first place and and built up, you know, a couple games of cushion there. But then – we finally thought they were going to take off. Now they've gone downhill and they've lost their last three series, two out of three. And I mean, two of those were against good teams with uh, the Diamondbacks and uh, can't remember who the other, other team was. Uh, the Giants are a bad team, and then the, um, Nationals they, this, too. Yeah, the Nationals are another good team. So I mean, but those are the teams you gotta you gotta beat, and I think I skipped another series win in there where they they beat the Brewers. So hopefully they can turn it around. It, you just gotta keep winning two out of three in in these series, and you'll be fine. Maybe get the occasional sweep, but when you're stringing together like a th- three out of six or three out of nine, three and six record the last c- couple weeks, then that's gonna send you right back bunched up with these mediocre teams like the Brewers and the Cardinals. Yeah, it's. Very curious to see how the rest of the season plays out because they, you know, with Willie out, it's it's going to be tough. But they need to they need to get hot. They need to break this open right now. I don't want to be stressed, you know, come the end of the season because if they don't win the division, they're not going to get the wild card. So it's it's all no. about winning the division right now, and that's crucial. Um, moving on to the South side, I mean, do you have anything to say about the White Sox? They've been, they've been pretty brutal this year, but that's been expected given the moves they made. You know, Rick Hahn has been a genius with a lot of the moves that he's made and. No, I think they're definitely heading in the right direction. I know Moncada has been pretty hot as of late in terms of at least his on-base percentage. He's been seeing the ball a lot better. Uh, his, the hits will come a little bit more, but I mean, it's it's just all about development right now with them. Yeah, I can't say I've really watched many of their games. I've, I switch over like if I'm watching the Cubs game and they're on commercial or something. And it's cool to see a guy like Moncada play. Um. Some of the other prospects like Tim Anderson not having a real good year, um, but I think in a couple of years when they're like the Cubs and a lot of these guys get up to the majors, then it'll be a little more interesting to watch. So for me, it's got to give Han and the staff like all the credit for making these moves, and uh, it's still not going to get me to watch this bad of a team right now. But in a few years, I think it'll be more fun. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough to watch right now, but another team in the city that. No matter how tough it is to watch, I'll still always watch them. Is the is the Bears? And a quick update, live update right now. Mike Glennon is 0 for three with an interception, starting right now against the Broncos. So he has already thrown a pick within his first couple of passes. Uh, looking not too good of a start for our starting quarterback of the 2017 season. Ah, bring in Trubisky. Yeah, there we this go. This guy, Already. Glennon's a bum. <laughs> Not off to a great start. Uh, but, 
you know, he's going to be the MVP no matter what. So by the time he gets there, how do you see his journey? I mean, it's it's interesting that Mark Sanchez is as the second string and Trubisky is the third string. So uh, I'm curious to see how the rest of the reps go tonight, actually, to see if Trubisky potentially gets the whole second half. And that's why they put Mark Sanchez at the second string or whether or not they just are 100% going down the path of, listen, you're not going to be starting right now, and even if Glennon doesn't have a great start, we're going to put Sanchez in. What do you think the quarterback situation is looking like this year? I think they're doing the right thing to have uh, Trubisky as the third guy, at least until he proves that he's playing better than than Sanchez. He's a rookie, and he should start at the bottom because you really don't want Trubisky to have to start soon, I don't think. And, I mean, the reason you have Sanchez is – veteran backup he's not going to be that great but he can fill time and be respectable if your starter gets hurt so um for me if if glennon were to go out there and get hurt in one of the first couple games i would want to see sanchez before i'd want to see trubisky just because i don't want to have to throw in trubisky sooner than he's ready i don't think that's going to really do him a whole lot of good and i don't really care if the team does that well right now because i don't think there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of potential for like Sanchez to lead into the playoffs or, or for Trubisky. So I think they're doing the right thing and Trubisky will just have to play his way up the depth chart. I'd like to see Sanchez in at least a couple games, just not for pure entertainment and hopefully a couple of funny stories out of it. Um, well, like a butt fumble. Yeah, there you go. Um, but <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be that bad though. You know, he's not, he's not terrible, uh, but it, I don't even know really what I'd want to see this year just because I don't, I don't think Glennon, all jokes aside, is going to be the quarterback that takes us into the playoffs. So at what point do you put Trubisky in? What, what's the tipping point? You know, I mean, do you, you invested a lot in him, taking him second overall, moving up to get that second pick. If things aren't going well, at, at what point do you put him in? I mean, is it if things aren't going well and it's not Glennon's fault, it's just for other reasons? Do you continue to leave Glennon in to see if his trade value goes up or what? Or is there a certain tipping point where just like I, I need to see what we have in this quarterback that we've invested so much in? For me, in an ideal world, I don't want Trubisky to play at all. So if the Bears are bad but Glennon's okay, then – I want Glennon to keep playing, except like maybe Trubisky could get in. Um, no, you know what? I was going to say maybe at the end of a blowout or something, but I don't even want him in there like playing in sloppy time to get hurt. I I want Glennon to play. The only time, the tipping point, I guess, to put Trubisky in, in would be if Glennon was just so terrible that it was an embarrassment, and you'd have to combine that with Trubisky being pretty impressive in practice. Because if Trubisky's not that impressive then you can go to Sanchez in that sort of situation. So I think it'll be it'll be better for him if he didn't have to play most of this year. Yeah, and just knowing that the Bears aren't going to compete this year in the playoffs, I still want to get as high as a pick of po- as possible, you know, while still yeah. seeing improvement. I know it's kind of a catch-22. You want to see improvement and you want to see more wins on the board, yet you still want to have as high as a pick as possible. Uh, cause you yeah, so we see can get team. an actual good quarterback next year. Because <laughs> you want you want to see your team going moving in the right direction. But in an ideal scenario, you know, we will be a bad team, but not because of Glennon. And Glennon can be just above average, so his trade value will still be high enough to where, you know, we've already given him most of his guaranteed money in the first year of his contract. That 
a lot of teams will want to take on the remaining remainder of his contract, and we might be able to get a, a valuable piece or something in return for him, from him, and then have Mitch take on the team on his shoulders. You know, so in the best case scenario, you know, this year in my opinion would be like the Bears winning five, six games, uh, and, and not losing really because of Glennon, losing just because the roster isn't strong enough. So that's kind of. You know, my although it sucks to have that as your best case scenario, I just don't see them getting any more than seven wins at best this entire season. I don't know if you do. No, I don't think they can win more than that. Uh, I would say like seven or eight. It would be like best case scenario, but not realistic. I would say probably what you said, like four, five, six would be where they end up. And I mean, it's like like last year they got they were in a lot of close games. Actually, they. For, like, how bad they were, they were actually, like, pretty competitive to stay in games. So you could see how some of those could go a little different, and that skews the win total a lot in a league where there's only 16 games. But I don't see them really having much of a chance in the playoffs. But it's going to be interesting to me if they're just mediocre. Like, they win five or six or seven games or whatever. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with John Fox because there's rumors that Pace is going to want to fire Fox and get his own guy in there, which yeah. um, if you have another bad season, you could do that. But, like, even if the Bears have a bad season, you can't honestly blame Fox for it. So I feel like he's just going to end up, like, being the scapegoat so that Pace can hire his own guy. At least I expected him to be a stopgap, not really the guy that took us to that next level, even though he had a, a good record in his second year with his previous teams with the Broncos and the Panthers to get to the Super Bowl. But... It never really seemed like he was that guy. And listen, like we were talking about best case scenario is if the Bears get a high draft picked, it'll be nice this year because the Bears just drafted what they believed in their quarterback of the future to be. And I'm assuming the other teams that are going to be drafting high don't have a quarterback. And there's three, you know, to four really solid quarterbacks in this year's draft, including, you know, Darnold from USC. And then there's uh, Josh Allen from Wyoming. Uh, Lamar Jackson from from Louisville, I believe, is is ranked pretty high right now. Rosen at UCLA. So I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out. Meeting a lot of those high draft picks, are, uh, those teams are going to be taking quarterbacks, leaving whatever other position players that the Bears might need. You know, potentially the best player in the draft. So um, yeah, that's true. You know, I, I don't know if I never you never want to root against your team, but just knowing that it's kind of like the Bulls scenario right now, which we'll we'll, we'll segue into the Bulls here in a second, but just that. If you know you're not going to be competing in the playoffs, I'd rather get a higher draft pick. And and it's again, like I said, it's a catch twenty two because you want to see your team improving. But you know, with Glennon this year and and knowing unless he just plays out of his mind, which doesn't look like it's off to a good start already, that he's not going to be the quarterback next year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to the Bears. It's it's going to be fun talking about them this year. And it's kind of I feel somewhat the same way like I did with the Cubs maybe four years ago, five years ago, where you really start investing even though you know they're going to be suck. You, you, you start investing even though you know your team's going to suck just because a lot of these players are going to be here in the years to come and, and you have somebody in Trubisky now to look forward to in the future, potentially Cam Meredith, uh, Kevin White if he turns out to be good enough. Um, I mean, there's you know Jordan Howard. There's some young players that you can sort of invest in and, and, and see if they develop into – a potentially a, a contending team. So 
it's weird, you know. I know they're gonna suck, but I'm still gonna be, able to, you know, want to watch every game um, when it comes to the regular season. Uh, I think it's just the Bears effect in Chicago. Really, everyone can kind of come together on that team. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little different. I will. I'm just so sick of the Bears, and it's not just. It's not just that they've been bad. It's kind of like the franchise in general. So it's not that I'm gonna boycott them. If I'm like around i'll probably watch the game but i don't need to go out of my way to watch the bears right now I, Which I, pro- sorry no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say probably not that good of a view for a sports podcaster to have but it's kind of how i feel right now i just feel so much differently than i have in the past because it's the end of the color era and that for me is that is a huge nice. difference i mean no matter what happens now whether we're worse or we get better it's the end of a six to seven year period where, you know, it was just there was no real hope, you know. Um, I mean, sorry, it was the opposite. It was, it was that, that six to seven year period where you had all the hope in the world that he was going to hit his ceiling and it never happened. So I'm just glad that, that that part of, you know, being a Bears fan is done with and uh, knowing that Pace hasn't hit on every draft pick, but he's he's done decent a decent job so far and, and obviously Trubisky's going to be that one pick, that that one guy that's going to probably define his era here with the Bears, no matter how long that is. So I'm invested right now because it's change. It's change right now, and, and I think that's needed. Um, going into a team that just went through a lot of change and drafting Jimmy Buckets and picking up some players is, is the Bulls. There's not much new news on the Bulls, but I did kind of want to bring up the fact that Kyrie Irving, as everybody knows, has requested essentially to, to be traded, hasn't talked to a lot of his teammates, and it came out in saying that Chicago was one of, it was his preferred destination because he wanted to play with Jimmy, just making Garn Packs look that much worse for trading Jimmy because it's like you never know what can happen. You hold on to him, and then all of a sudden this Kyrie thing happens, and then Kyrie's on the Bulls, you know? So you, you trade maybe like Nico and and maybe like a Bobby Portis and maybe one other player, and then you get Kyrie. You know what I mean? So it's it's just another kind of dingus moment, even though I'm jumping ahead right now, uh, for, for that to happen. Yeah, so do you think we would have had to trade Jimmy to get Kyrie, or could we have got him through some other pieces and have both of them? I know a lot of people were calling you know, people such as me sort of like – it was stupid to think that that could happen without trading Jimmy. But I think the fact that anytime a player wants out and you know, he wants out every other team knows he wants out. So the offers instant be instantly become less, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, they know he wants that the player wants out. They, they know there's drama. It's like instantly the price becomes cheaper than it normally is. So I, I feel like they could have, even if you package something like a Robin Lopez with a Bobby Portis and a, um, Nico and I don't know maybe some somebody oh, else. God. Like, no, it, it sounds like they're not that great of players, but like it, it's it could have something like that could have been done where where they could have made a trade for him, I believe, and still kept Jimmy, or else you know that that, that was why Kyrie wanted to potentially move there. So I just thought it was another funny moment just to see afterwards after they traded Jimmy that Kyrie said he wanted to come to the Bear, the Bulls. So yeah, I'm curious. If we, if there would have been a way to get it done uh, without trading Jimmy, I think possibly. I mean, I get your point. The trade you said, I was just like, oh god, that just sounds so horrible. But I mean, I'm trying to think what other, what else could 
could actually interest the Cavs. Maybe if you got a third team involved, that would that might be the key to I mean, it. There's a lot of players that the Bulls have that they could have traded away other than Jimmy. Basically, anybody but Jimmy it would have been fine. You know what I mean? There's plenty of players they could have packaged together for a deal. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I'm not sure if what the Cavs would have actually gone for there since they're still trying to be a good team. But uh, I agree that it would have been a lot more fun if we had the chance to do that. But since we got rid of Jimmy and then uh, we missed out on the opportunity. Yeah, and the ESPN has the Bulls ranked right now second and the worst uh, for predictions for next season. I think they have them at 28 and a half wins. I wonder, uh, what do you think? We'll, we'll be over the under on that. Uh, I would go slightly over. Uh, I think it's pretty good, and I wouldn't be shocked if they were under it. And it, it kind of depends on what they do if they trade more people uh, or if someone gets hurt. Probably those two main guys who would affect that would be Dwayne Wade in both cases because Dwayne can win you some games if he's playing well, and if he gets hurt, then you could really like go down the toilet. Uh, I'd put him at like 30 wins maybe, but so much stuff can happen. Yeah, and Bulls are a dark horse right now. I know they haven't had a lot of success with free agents in the past, but they got 52 mil in cap space next year. So, you know, if they can somehow pull something off uh, to, to maybe get a couple young players who can buy into a project, you know, somewhat young established players. I mean, I mean, I know there's not too many great free agents out there uh, in the next couple of years. Um, that I could see actually coming to the Bulls, but who knows? I mean, if, if they can sell them on a project, then you never know. Um, but it's it's looking like it's going to be painful to watch this team for the next couple of years, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the dream scenario would be, like, if Chris Dunn and Rory right, yeah. are awesome, then, like, yeah, maybe some free agents would want to come play with the next, like, I don't know, John Wall and... Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be like that. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. And the free agents next season, it seems like if LeBron goes anywhere, it might be L.A. Same thing with Paul George. Seems like if Westbrook goes anywhere besides Oklahoma City, it would be L.A. Um, I mean, what, Katie's, uh, I think he'll go back in. DeMarcus Cousins, I don't know if he would be willing to go to the Bulls. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is, is going to stay for sure. Chris Paul, Chris you, Paul. Wouldn't want him at that. I, you wouldn't want him at that stage, obviously. DeAndre no. Jordan, Joel Embiid. I mean, there's just none of these players you, you would you would want unless I, unless Andrew Wiggins like do, it doesn't work out in, in uh, Minnesota. Uh, and then they'll extend him. him. So uh, you you would think so for sure. It's just it's not looking too good for this team right now unless they unless they get a couple really really good draft picks in the next couple of years to be able to, to, to build this team. It's not looking good at all. Yeah. You could maybe get, maybe you could trade Wade for something that something that great, but like a pick and a player, like if some contending team thinks he would help them, uh, that's a possibility. Yeah, potentially for sure. Um, but moving on from, a team that's a little depressing right now to a team that is the best team in the city, the Chicago Fire, killing it right now. <laughs> Second in the Eastern Conference. I just went to the game this past weekend versus New England where they beat them 4-1. I went to a game uh, about a month and a half back versus Orlando. They beat them 4-0. They're killing it at home right now. They're a league best, 10-0-1. Um, Schweine's just running the show. 
Nikolic leading the MLS in goals. I was 16 on the season. Akam's killing it, which was my player to watch out for in the, the podcast a long time ago at the beginning of the season. He's got 12 goals and six assists. Uh, they're really, really fun to watch, and uh, they're just killing it at home right now. Uh, just electric. It's 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 crazy, crazy just to see how big of a 180 they've made going from you know basically the worst team in the entire league last year to now a top three team. It's just really cool to see. I know you're not a huge soccer guy, but I would honestly really recommend going to a game if you can soon. It's a lot of fun. I mean, last year the attendance was crappy, but this year they're selling out a lot of the games. And it's, you know, I'm going to the game against Toronto in a couple of weeks. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I could maybe go to a game. It sucks again, like we were talking, you know, I was talking about a bunch of times how the stadium, it's in Bridgeview, so it's it's far away. It sucks. It's tough to get to. Um, but, I mean, Chicago this year, it's fun to see the stadium full. And um, there's actually a pretty large following in the city for, for the fire. Um, Section 8's awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's a great time. So anyone out there who hasn't experienced it yet, maybe might not be a huge soccer fan, I, I'd recommend going this season because it's going to be a lot of fun, especially when the playoffs roll around because they're definitely going to be making it. So, yeah, it's 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 been a good time for sure. Yeah. Um, moving on, I, there's really not much to say about the Blackhawks. I know you and I briefly mentioned um, Eddie O. It's sad to see. You know, uh, it looks like a type of colon cancer right now. So that was tough um, to, to see him come out that this past week. Yeah, Eddie O is one of the great guys out there. I saw everyone who said anything about it was just talking about how amazing Eddie O was and how much they love him. So wishing all the best for him. Hopefully uh, he gets better. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to see. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and get to now the winner and the dingus of the week. Brian, need your winner and your dingus of the week, my man. All right, my winner of the week is... Jake Arietta, Jake the Snake. Uh, it's not limited to just this week, but he's been quietly really, really good. Uh, like in this portion of the season, especially after the All Star break. So he started five times since the All Star break. He hasn't given up more than two earned runs in any of those starts. All five were quality starts, um, giving up one or two earned runs and making it at least six innings. So he's not like his extremely dominant self like he was in 15. But after he had that shaky beginning of the season, uh, he's been really solid. Yeah, it's definitely good to see Jake back. And we needed him to hit a stride because he went through a rough patch for a while there. I mean, it was months. It was It was like a solid four to five months there where it was just looking pretty down for him. Yeah, and I felt bad for him, too, like going into his free agent year. Even though I didn't think we were going to keep him, I wanted him to get his money because he's you know, a guy that has done really well for us and who I've liked. So it's kind of like Fowler where I was like, I want him to perform well so he can mm-hmm. get a good contract. And it was looking bad for him, like he was going to have this bad season and like it was going to cost him money. But I think if he continues this way, then they'll look at the trend of the second half of the season and – even though it might not be the smartest move, I think someone will pay him a lot of money. Yeah, I agree. What about your dingus, man? Who's your dingus of the week? My dingus of the week is Zach Azani, the wide receivers coach yes. for the Bears. Yeah. Did you hear about this whole yeah. thing with Kevin Witt? Yeah. So this also wasn't this week, but just a quick recap. <laughs> Zach Azani was 
trying to like puff out his chest a little bit and talk about all the, the good things he's doing to help Kevin White with his confidence, showing him some of his college tape uh, to get to get him feeling good about himself. Telling and then, him he was once good, reminding him that he was good. Yeah, but then like so he says this to the media, and then people ask Kevin White about it, and Kevin White's like, uh, "That's not what happened at all. Like, I was watching tape like with some of the other." receivers like the coach wasn't the one who was doing that so he was just trying to like take credit for that yeah make himself look good and it made him look really bad in the process this this team man there's there's nothing that surprises me nowadays um i'm gonna go ahead and get mine out there my winner jay cutler jay cutler one year with the dolphins 10 million dollars gets to have his family in miami for basically a one-year vacation that is a winner that is a winner right there Came out and said, like in the press conference, I'm a quarterback. I don't need to be in that good of shape. I mean, he just doesn't care anymore. He knows the offense, so it's not like he's going to struggle right when he gets there in terms of learning, um, you know, new uh, a new offense, new plays, anything like that. He knows uh, how Gaze operates. But, you know, you get ten million dollars and get to basically go now go buy a nice house in Miami, have your wife and kids there for a year. It's not a bad gig at all. So Jake Culler is my winner of the week. Um, Mike Dingus is kind of in the past couple weeks. I just I'm gonna go ahead and repeat it. It's Garn Packs again, like our, our you know our basically the Garn Packs Dingus Award. Um, just the the Kyrie thing that we mentioned earlier. I just think it was really funny that you know it it is nice that they made a decision to, to to go that route. But I just think it was funny that if they would have kept Jimmy just for a little bit longer because they had plenty of time. We were discussing like they didn't have to trade him that early. There was plenty of time to hold on to him just to see what would happen if anything were to happen. And, you know, not too long after they trade him, that, that Kyrie thing happened. So yeah. definitely my, my ding guy of the past couple weeks. Um, it is the 20th episode of the Windy City Way. So because of that, the podium is going to be a little bit related to that. Thought uh, you're, you're the best or your favorite athletes to wear uh, a number in the 20s on, on their jersey. So... Uh, and your gold, your silver, your bronze, and your participation award for the podium this week. Uh, I'm going to let you go first on this one. That's right, yeah, because I know we might have some similar ones. Let's see. So I think if we both don't have MJ as our gold, then I mean, there's there's no point. So so MJ, obviously the number 23 is my gold. I want to go with one that I know you don't have. Uh, Liverpool legend Jamie Carragher wore the number 23. Liverpool legend. Uh, my bronze goes to Sammy Sosa or the number 21. Nice. Sammy, Sammy just, when I remember baseball kind of during my younger years, I just remember Sammy being the guy. So Sammy, yeah. I think like him and McGuire, that battle saved baseball pretty much in that, that time period, the, uh, the, the steroid era. Um, but fun fact, uh, Sammy also wore 25 for the White Sox. So you can count yeah. him twice. There you go. Uh, so Sammy, Sammy's my bronze. And then my participation is Mr. Fundamental, Tim Duncan, number 21, best power forward of all time. Timmy, nice. that is my podium of best or favorite players who wore a number in the 20s. What do you got? All right. Well, obviously I would also have had Jordan and Sosa because how could anyone who grew up in the 90s not love those guys? But I'm going to go in a different direction. Uh, my gold medal is actually going to be one of my favorite Blackhawks players from the 90s and one of my favorite guys to play video game hockey with, number 27, Jeremy Roenick. Roenick. Uh, and my 
Silver Meadow is going to come from the Cubs. Uh, a great first baseman throughout the 2000s. Still the shirt jersey that I wear when I go to the Cubs games, even though it has a ripped hole in the armpit. Derek Lee, number 25. D. Lee, one of my all-time favorite Cubs. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of my favorite Cubs. He was like so steady for them through all those years. And they had a couple great teams that won the division. Uh, calm, cool, and collected, and he would just mash, too. Yeah, great in the field. I think he won like the batting title once or twice, too. He had that one amazing year where he was competing for the Triple Crown. Yeah, he had a really nice glove as well there at first. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my bronze medal is going to be uh, another Cub. It's a guy who was only there for a couple of years, but... Um, I just like this guy a lot. He became one of my all-time favorite Cubs and a World Series hero, uh, number 24, Dexter Fowler. Tax. Yeah, and then uh, my participation award is another just really steady, likable guy who had a really long Chicago career. He was never like a huge star or really flashy, but um, he he always was like a leader on the team and someone who got the job done. Number 22 for the Bulls, Taj Gibson. Big Taj, hard hat, lunch pail. Love Taj. He's, he's going to go down as one of my all-time favorite role players for the for the um, Bulls. And it's it's sad that what happened to D-Rose did because he, I mean, just that team seemed so ready to, to make that next step too. So always a trooper, never complained, always had the coaches back. You know, was, love Taj. Great call. Yeah. Couple other guys I had in the running for uh, participation, just some of these other 20s that I looked up. Devin Hester, 23. Uh, R.W. McQuarters, 21. Remember him? Yep. I, I liked him with the dreadlocks. Steve Kerr, 25. Scalabrini, 24. Oh, Ryan Sandberg. That Scal, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, Fred McGriff, Brandon Zod, Corey good, Patterson. Good calls. <laughs> yeah, there's some solid names down there. Um, yeah. Nice to, to have done now 20 episodes with you, man. Um, before we close out here, let's get back to the trivia question. Mike Glennon, he already has a pick on the season, but up pre-season. until tonight. Yeah, exactly, the preseason. So technically, this does not count towards what we're talking about now. But Mike Glennon, in, in all of his previous NFL starting seasons, um, or when he's, he's come off the bench and he's played an official NFL game in the regular season, how many touchdowns and how many picks do you have? It's a multiple choice. We'll go back through it. A, 30 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. B, 28 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. C, 23 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Or D, 33 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Do you have any, uh, anything in mind? Yeah, my guess was C. 23 and 12? Yep. Actually surprising. It's A, 30 and 15. He's, he's two wow. to one, which is pretty solid. Um, and to, to actually get up to, to thirty touchdowns is not not terrible for given how many games he's played. So, Glennon again, we, we went through it. Uh, best case scenario is he, he does well enough for us to have him kind of as a good trade bid, I guess, and to, to kind of hand the team over to Trubisky next season. But we'll see what happens with the next couple of weeks and months, and it, it's. I'm looking forward to actually talking about the Bears. I think I'm saying that now in, in about two months. I'm going to be completely done with them. So um, I think that's that's how it is every season over here with the Bears. It's kind of – I've been going so stir-crazy with, with just having baseball that you need the fall sports to start up again soon. Um, good as always talking to you. Where can everyone find you on Twitter, Brian? 
Uh, Brian double underscore Forrest. That's right. You can find me at Jay Vishney. You can find us at the Windy City Way. By any chance, any Liverpool fans out there, do a Liverpool podcast at Talk on FP on Twitter. Uh, Brian, it's been good talking to you. I know that we'll get this a little bit more consistent now with uh, some more news coming up. It's been kind of boring the last couple of weeks, uh, aside from the Cubs. But looking forward to uh, the the upcoming season. Um, I think it's going to be yeah, for sure. Whether they're they're shittier or good, um, looking towards the uh, the first with with the teams in the city, um, it'll be it'll be fun to talk about. Given that at least teams now, whether it's the White Sox, the Bulls. Or the Bears, they have a direction at least that they're moving in now, so you can at least hop on board and be hopeful for something. So, everyone, thanks for listening. It's uh, 20 episodes. I uh, appreciate you all tuning in, um, and we'll, we'll talk again. That's how we do things in Windy City Way. Right up the neighborhood.